0: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. Good morning. A pleasure, an honor, a joy to be here with you today. It's actually a very special day, a special every day. Well, every day is, of course, very special. This is a desert. this is a holiday. <clears throat> and what, what are holidays? Holidays are days that we, we single out from the flow of our days. And we, we pronounce them dedicated to something. something. They may be national holidays. They may be religious holidays. They may be personal days of memory, anniversaries, birthdays, like that. And today is a day, a very unusual day for me. It's a day that's always resonated with me very much because it's a day when the divine calls to all of us and says, please, before you rush back into your business, your busyness, please linger with me just one more day. Wow. Linger with me. That phrase really, really permeates my heart. Linger with me just one more day. This is at the end of a long holiday season, a long season, a long holiday season, a long religious season, a long summer season, a long season of all kinds of activity. But today, please stop. Don't rush back so quickly into your. I like the connection between the word busyness and business. There's something we feel somehow comforted in a strange way, rushing back to our schedules, our routines, our busyness, our business. Because it's secure, it's something we know, it's something, it, it's routines. And somehow we feel some kind of orientation in our life when we're engaged in schedules, busyness, routine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's saying anything is wrong with that. But this day, in this day, we are called to linger with me, with the divine. One more day. Linger. I love that word. I love that call. You know, every time that we just stop and turn away from our busyness and turn our heart and our mind to that which is here now, to our perhaps to to the love that's present, to the caring, to the truth, to the wisdom, maybe just to the silence. We're lingering. We're lingering. Uh, many, many practices call a whole day a holiday just to put everything else to the side and basically to be with the divine. In Zen practice, we, we call those days sesshin's or zazenkai. The so zazenkai is one day usually where we do nothing but zazen all day long. Sitting, walking, sitting, walking, we have a little we take a break for a meal. We take a cleaning break where we clean the house or the zendo or wherever this is taking place. Make sure we're taking care of our surroundings as well. That's not busyness, that's part of the lingering. Because our mind and our heart and our attention is devoted to the divine. Now, I use that word because this is inclusive for everybody. In, in Zen, we call it Buddha nature or Mu or, or nothingness. We don't use those, all those words, of course, in Zen and not so welcomed because in this practice, basically, this is a practice of also letting the busy mind subside, you know, our busyness is so generated by our mind, on and on and on, thoughts, words, descriptions, definitions, dreams, visions, comparison, purpose, my purpose, but all of that. The mind goes on and on and on, endlessly. But but the call comes, linger with me. It's not the busy mind. So in Zen practice, we stop paying attention to the thinking, thinking. We don't dwell there. We, d- we sit. In the silence, we don't move. We stay very deeply rooted in where we are here. We breathe. We become very aware of our breath. And that's more than enough <laughs> of the air on our body as we sit. Maybe we have a koan. Whatever our practice is, we stay with that. In other practices, we we, we engage in chanting or prayer, deep prayer, which also takes our attention and our trust away from the busyness of the mind, which is constantly trying to distract us. Pay attention to me, pay attention to this thought, pay attention to that memory. It's as if we are surrounded by thousands of little children competing with each other for our attention. Look at me, I can do this. Look at me, I can do that. Pay attention to me, pay attention to me. The calls upon our attention are wide and vast. They're incredible, especially in this day and age. Oh my goodness. Everything is competing for our attention. Tweet, text, bing, the phone's pinging, winging. everything, the emails. So to take a day when we put that to the side and linger, linger with me, one more day. Who is this me? Linger with me. Who's calling? Who's hearing the call? Who is responding? That's a koan, it's a question. It goes underneath the apparent reality. Koans have great power because they, they go swimming underneath the waves. (laughs) They go beneath the, I love the phrase, the apparent reality. We all live, we all swim in a world with many competing realities. One person thinks this, one person sees that, one person thinks something else. And then of course, we'll do anything to protect our so-called reality, including kill someone, who, or, or ignore them, or reject them, or whatever. Someone who doesn't share our particular momentary reality. And so the world is in the upheaval that we see today. And we've seen it over and over again all through the centuries, this kind of upheaval, this kind of scrambling for truth, for our reality, for I, ha- I am right and you are wrong. So much of life is based upon that do what I say. Who are you? Who are you? The call comes throughout, through the midst of this linger with me, the big me, big M, big E, linger with me, linger with the divine, linger with the highest knowing. Or you could call it linger with your true self. That's a very outworn phrase, but linger with that within, the one within that knows the way, the deep primal wisdom, a clarity. That actually resides in all of us, of course, of course. Let's linger with with when we go into the silence, when we stop the busyness, when we stop clinging to our routines, when we don't pay attention, attention, attention to everything that comes upon us all day long. Our own inner truth, our own inner knowingness, I like that word, arises all by itself. It's right here all the time and it wants to arise. It wants to guide us. It wants to inform us. It wants to show us what's going on beneath these waves of apparent realities, waves of fear, waves of temporary pleasure, (laughs) temporary joy, wave rumors, confusion, our deeper inner knowingness, linger with that, give that space to arise, mental space, emotional space, physical space, create the space to be touched by the truth. That's what it means. Be touched by love. Same thing, the truth, love. These are all words, of course. They're just words. They're pointers. They're valuable, but that's not it. We need to have the direct experience itself. And we can. Inevitably, we will when we linger one more day. When we when we linger, when we allow ourselves to just to do that. We do that in the Zen practice, we do that every single day. And in many practices we do this prayer every single day. There's study of scripture which is also a way of lingering, directing our heart and mind to the truth of our lives. You know Zen practice never says I'm the only way, just this and no other way. No, no, never, 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 never. It never does. Because it's the essence, the heart of all practices and all human life. Even those who who don't care to take on a practice other than that, it's fine. Then practice goes to the core directly. And, and what is this, we call it in Zen the Buddha nature, but what, which means the part of us that sees, that cares, that is available, that lives beyond the momentary flash of events and pain that permeate our lives. That's beyond that. It's in it, but it's beyond it at the same time. And how wonderful is that? You know, we kinda think normally that this is a very enormous thing, very fancy, very very otherworldly. But it you know what this great teacher Dogen, one of the great teachers, Patriarch Suzanne, who studied, 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 traveled, 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 found his teacher and came back to Japan. And he came back finally, finally, when he felt fulfilled with the engagement he had with the teacher he found. And they said to him, well, what did you learn? What did you find? And he said a very profound thing. He said, well, what I finally saw was that my eyebrows are vertical and my nose is horizontal. (laughs) That might sound really silly to, to you, but what, what do you mean? He saw what was right in front of his eyes all the time that he never saw, he saw the truth, the simple, clear, even obvious truth of life. My eyebrows are vertical. My nose is horizontal and 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 how can it be that we don't see that, and he didn't see that that he couldn't and didn't see what was in front of his face all the time, and we don't there's even a beautiful poem by t s Eliot: human beings cannot take very much reality, so we pour our fantasies and thoughts and descriptions onto whatever we see. We just don't see it clearly, barely, what really is there. We see what isn't there very often. Or we see what we hope would be there. Or we refuse what's right there. It's actually a miracle (laughs) to see that our eyebrows are vertical, our nose is horizontal. Life is right here in front of us exactly as it is. Don't miss it. All the trouble comes when we don't see it as it is. As we linger one more day, one more day, we're lingering with with that which will show us exactly what is here. And it's so beautiful when we see it. It's so life-giving when we see that. It's clarifying. The confusion falls away. The hoping for something else, the constant, constant hoping for something else, not necessary. We can really appreciate and honor and give thanks for who we are and what is here and what we've been given. I think the ultimate of lingering is to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you for just what's here right now. Thank you. How beautiful it is. It's all of these other fantasies, thoughts, dreams, complaints, everything else that accost us constantly, that prevent us from having that experience. So as we pray, as we sit, as we study, as we mow the lawn, as we wash the dishes, whatever our form is. A great teacher, by the way, in India, the mother of all, my friend who studied with her, he told me, they asked her, mother, what is the very best practice? for people. And she said, whichever one you do, that's the best one. I love that. Whatever speaks to you, whatever you want to linger with for one more day, do it. Everything can become practice. When we, when we undertake it, when we approach it with the that frame of mind, but but that with that dedication with that devotion, where it's not part of our busyness but part of our lingering to make room for the truth so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I'm about to segue a little bit this podcast and to do something that I've wanted to do in a podcast for quite a while work on. Zen and Relationships, the secret garden of love or the hidden garden of love. And um, I will tell you more about that. I'm excited to do it. I'm looking forward to it. And um, thank you again for listening. And I will be here next week. I will talk more. My personal email, if you want to reach me, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And... The website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you.